Well, here we go, golfers. This is the first, the inaugural episode of 613 Golfer Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Botter, publisher of Flagstick Golf Magazine, and I am crazy excited to be doing this podcast and to finally, after weeks and weeks of planning and preparation, getting the first one off the ground. But uh, as with any new venture, uh, we got to explain what it's all about. So before we get into what the podcast, uh, this this episode of the podcast, let's just uh, explain, set the table, so to speak, for what the podcast is going to be all about. As the name suggests, 613 Golfer Podcast. It is all about golf in the 613 Eastern Ontario and the National Capital Region. Uh, Each episode, we're going to touch on a variety of different topics including special events and tournament coverage, um, golf instruction with some of our PGA of Canada golf professionals from throughout the region, interviews with interesting people from the golf industry, course profiles, and a whole lot more. In a nutshell, if it happens in the 613, we're going to try to talk about it. All right, now that we've explained, let's get to making it happen. The golf season is right around the corner. And normally this time of year, we're all kind of getting ready in the golf industry. We're all kind of getting ready to set up our booze at the uh, the Eastern Ontario Ottawa Gatineau Golf Expo. And uh, this year, obviously, COVID has had something to say um, about uh, the expo and how it's going to be run. Um, but rather than cancel the expo, the organizers have uh, figured out a way to make it happen. And uh, as they say, the show must go on. So... Our first guest on the 613 Golfer podcast is a good friend of mine. He is the regional director of the National Golf Course Owners Association, Ottawa chapter. He is the show director and has been the show director for the last few years and has, uh, has to take on the daunting task of putting together a golf expo without having a venue to do so. So uh, without further ado, let's bring on our first guest uh, for our podcast, Greg Chambers. How are you doing today? Not too bad. Just make, trying to make sure all my devices are <laughs> off and not to clicking. It is a di- it's a different way of doing things. Eh? We, the, uh, the Zoom calls and everything, it's a little bit different, but uh, at least we get to talk to each other and we at least get to share some, uh, some ideas and some thoughts. And, and uh, you've got a big venture ongoing now with the uh with the uh, golf expo a little bit different than last year obviously at this time last year uh you were getting show preparations underway at the ey center and uh uh, trucks coming in the back door and booths set up and carpet laid out and so on but uh, this year it's going to be a little different so first of all let's let's tell uh, our viewers our listeners uh, a little bit about how the new concept for the golf expo came about yeah, how we got to this point. And it's funny you mentioned about trucks and uh, the movers and all that kind of stuff is that I had help. There was other people that I could just, uh, you know, send off, uh, you know, their requirements and they would build the show for me. And I just had to oversee it. So this year it's uh, we've gone virtual. And what it is, is really just getting a feel of the temperature, I guess, in the province um, of where we were going to be in a few months. And this is probably you know, we started talking and uh, once the golf courses opened up in May, so June, July, August, uh, a few conversations here and there and kind of a plan A, plan B, C, D, all the way down. Um, and it quickly, every every couple of weeks, we, we kind of got rid of plan A, kind of got rid of plan B. And we got to the point where we said, okay, we need to make a decision. Um, and I think we want to try the virtual. Um, so with the EY Center and the Ottawa Golf Expo, um, we canceled that. 
uh, the live show we just didn't we weren't going to have vaccines we weren't going to have the confidence of the exhibitors or the actual uh, consumers um, being in a, a large area with a lot of people um, so then we kind of transitioned into the Toronto show uh, which we don't own but we work with uh, we have a lot of our members and GCUA members that are part of that show uh, and they decided to cancel as well um, so we thought you know what let's jump into this um, platform I think we can handle it I think we can do a good job of it and then it was the vision of what we wanted to see. Um, we did this last year, actually, is that our show closed uh, on the Saturday afternoon. And literally at the end of the show, Friday was completely different than Saturday, is that the big talk on Saturday was all about COVID and, and people weren't hugging and, and handshaking anymore. <laughs> it was a lot of, you know, the wave or the, the elbow bump. Um, and it was, it was really weird to see the difference between the two days. And then literally the next day, uh, COVID it was all through the media and Monday we had to shut down our Quebec shows and what that is is they had to transition into a virtual show literally with you know three days before the show and what they did was really uh, it was great that they did this uh, they just had a list of golf courses and different deals our vision was um, we wanted it to be as realistic as possible we wanted it to be a golf show I know there's only so much we can do with a computer screen and a mouse um, but we really wanted to have a floor plan that you could walk through uh, we wanted different events going on. We wanted uh, deals from the golf course. Uh, there's contests. We really wanted to get that feeling of, you know, I may hop on at lunchtime. I may hop on, you know, at work if the boss is okay with that or later <laughs> at night after the uh, the kids are in bed. But, you know, I want to go two or three times. We want to have some different stuff going on. So that's really was our vision and we'll see how it works out. But we've got lots of great feedback and and the one thing I have to mention is that it's a lot of education is that we knew the golf course owners would buy into this because uh, we got some feedback ahead of time. But really, it's, it's a lot of education on what we're doing and how it's going to work and a lot of Zoom meetings like this. Exactly. Uh, walkthrough. So it's uh, who knows what we're going to do in the future, but it's it's I think we're going to have a, a pretty good uh, uh, event coming uh, March 8th and 14th. It sounds it sounds really exciting. So why don't we uh, why don't we dive into it just a little bit deeper um, now that we have an idea of, of the concept and how the concept evolved to where we are now um, and uh, so close to showtime uh, opening. Um, I've seen things from the back end, so I know how it looks um, and, and what you're what you're going for. And we've had numerous talks. I mean, in fact, we talked about this visual or virtual golf expo concept years and years ago. Um, uh, at, uh, at one of the brainstorming sessions for the golf expo. And of course, if you can do it in person, you know, we all, we all appreciate, you know, mm -hmm. being in our booth, being on the show floor, seeing people come up. I mean, we were always handing out magazines. It was always a thing. I mean, we were, we were an exhibitor at the golf expo back when it was at the Aberdeen pavilion in the, in the, uh, cattle castle, I guess they called it. And, um, you know, passing out thousands of magazines to people and talking and just seeing that buzz and that energy. Um, this year being a lot different, how are we going to, or how are you going to be able to um, bring that energy, so to speak, to a virtual golf expo? What kinds of things are people going to see when they come to the, uh, the website? What are they going to be able to do that's interactive to kind of, you know, bring them in and, and bring them back? Well, there's lots, so this could be a long answer, so cut me off anytime. No problem. I, again, going back to the first is that we really wanted it to be as realistic as possible. And I didn't think, um, I always use the word, the, the term sexy enough, and I don't know if that's the right term, but we didn't think just a list of golf courses on a page 
that you could scroll scroll through and, and click to their websites was going to be sexy enough or entertaining enough for people. You may hop on there and you know go through it for half an hour or so and then jump off. We wanted people to come back um, because now there's no driving, uh, there's no travel, uh, there's no attendance fee, there's no registration. Um, really, there was no hurdles to get through to get to the show. So we wanted people to come back two or three or four times. So that's where the content or the kind of the excitement things to do with the show were there. Um, so number one is we have a floor plan. Um, so you're going to go to our main website, which is ontariogolfexpo.ca. Um, there's different contests going on. You can sign up for those. Um, there's really, there's no charge for anything to get to the show. You're just literally jumping into the floor plan uh, and you'll see a bunch of different uh, activities that are going on right now, kind of leading up or teasing up to the show. Once you're on the floor plan, it's just like walking into the EY Center or the Toronto Golf Show. You're, you're going into the building and you're walking around and exploring. And what it is, is that uh, each exhibitor has their own booth. Um, so they're buying a booth, different sizes, different shapes. Um, they're building and we're building it for them. And then you're kind of jumping into it and you're getting information about that course. Uh, each course is going to have uh, some deals. Uh, so you can buy different packages, memberships, all that kind of stuff. Um, but a lot of the courses we're finding out is doing contests. Um, so that's a big thing too, is that they want to engage the customers. They want to get them doing stuff. They want to get them, you know, on their newsletter list. So it's, it's great to see the interaction um, from where it started, where it just give us a couple of photos, a logo and a video. Um, now they're actually interacting. They want to get that, you know, virtual handshake or conversation with the customer. Um, so that's great. It's really great to see the buy-in from the owners and operators of all the local Ontario courses. Now saying that we have destinations, um, we have Visit Myrtle Beach, uh, Penn Ohio Golf Trail. I think they each have 50 or 60 golf courses in their portfolios. Uh, Virginia Tourism, uh, we have Dominican Republic, Mexico, uh, we have Down East courses, we have BC courses. So a lot of the destinations for when we can travel, um, you know, later <laughs> this year or next year. Um, online shopping, we talked about that is that each course has their deals. Uh, that they're going to promote at the the show, the show show specials or show offers. Uh, on top of that, we have online shopping. Uh, so we have Canadian Pro Shop Online, which I believe is number two in Canada in online sales. Um, we have the Golf Fault, and we have Shop Club Shop Club Club Link.ca. I can never say that. Um, so we have three online retailers too, just like you would see at a real golf show. You'd have the retailers selling uh, clothing, hard goods, and all that kind of stuff. Um, we also have our sell and auction. Um, so golf courses have donated some green fees. Uh, so we have over 100 uh, plus twosomes, 100 plus auction in the auction uh, with items and different vacations as well. Um, we talked about the uh, the Mexico Dominican is that they've donated trips um, for you can actually uh, bid on. Um, PGA seminar stage, that's another big thing uh, uh, near and dear to my heart kind of thing is promoting a local PGA. Um, and what that is, is that we're releasing every day, we're releasing different content. Um, so you come back Monday and see a whole set of teachers and what they're doing, and then come back Tuesday and see a different uh, group, just like a seminar stage you would see uh, at a live golf show. Um, we're working with uh, Flagstick and T-Talk uh, podcast, and we're actually having interviews. We're dropping interviews every day, different ones. Uh, so you're going to come back and see a different uh, interview uh, that uh, Scott has done uh, through T-Talk. Um, contests, uh, probably the one that we weren't sure about the most. Uh, but again, in brainstorming, no bad ideas or no, yeah, there's no such thing as a bad idea, I no, guess. Not at all. And we were throwing around different stuff and we were laughing about, oh, how are you going to do a long drive contest? Well, sure <laughs> enough, we have some golf courses that are running long drive contests. We have a long drive uh, and close to the hole 
um, through Southern Pines, Elmira Golf Course, and Kingsville. They've partnered together and they've put $4,500 gift certificates in the pot wow. uh, for these contests. Uh, Canadian Pro Shop Online is doing contests throughout the show and before the show. Uh, you're going to see them coming out uh, in the next couple of days. And they have over $2,000 of gift certificates. Uh, we have the Golf Vault, uh, which is doing a package from Cobra, full set, everything in your bag, uh, value of $4,500. Uh, they're at the show. Uh, Royal Ashburn's doing a $1,500 set of irons. Um, and then every golf course, I, I talked about that in their booth, they're doing uh, deals, but they're also doing a lot of uh, database uh, growing. So they actually have different contests, whether it's a foursome in carts or whether it's, you know, a new driver, stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's really, again, it's virtual. Uh, mm -hmm. and, I, and I, I've got my head wrapped around that. It's just, we really wanted to, it to be as realistic as possible. Um, right down to when you looked and you've seen it before, you, you look at the floor plan and yeah, it's a computer screen. Uh, I'm of sorry, we can't, get, we can't get you to the show and walk through <laughs> the booths, but we want you to visually say, okay, I'm going to visit this part of the show. I'm going to walk up to the top and visit these booths and stuff like that. We wanted it to be where you visit uh, many times during, uh, throughout the week. And it's actually, it's a seven day show where our regular live show would only be two days. So we're giving, right. giving everybody a little more time to get through it. It sounds amazing. Now, just, um, just further to that, um for our listeners anyway our viewers um the in the past it's the ottawa gatineau golf expo mm -hmm. it would be at the ey center um but this year because of the fact that there's no toronto show uh there's no ottawa show uh, in person this is an expanded this is expanded beyond just the the well, for our, for our listeners, anyway, the 613 golfer area, uh, this is a, this is a province-wide uh, show. So they're going to see not only the golf courses and, and, um, and so on from this region, they're also going to see whatever offers are available to them beyond uh, just Ottawa, Gatineau area, national capital area. They're going to see the whole province. Yeah, 100%. And that's where the excitement's come from is we've kind of gotten rid of a few barriers and hurdles, whether it's exhibitors coming to the show um, that maybe didn't want to travel up this far, maybe their budget uh, wasn't there, or they just didn't have the time to travel around Ontario and do all the shows, um, or even outside Ontario. Um, and same thing with the uh, consumers is that maybe you lived uh, far out in the West, uh, in the Ottawa Valley, some of the courses that you uh, would attend or, or go to uh, we're going to be at the uh, EY Center, but it was just too far of a drive, an hour and a half, two hour drive to get to the EY Center. Now there's no barriers. You can hop online from anywhere. Um, and what it is, we've taken that theme and expanded it. So with the Ottawa Gatineau and then the Toronto show, uh, both uh, not operating this year, um, the three Quebec shows that we own uh, in Quebec um, are doing one show themselves. So they've kind of uh, made the umbrella of the Quebec uh, Golf Expo. Um, so we decided to do the Ontario show because we didn't have those barriers. Anybody from the, you know, the tip of uh, Northern Ontario right down to Southwestern Ontario could hop online and check out their courses. So you can see when you get into the floor plan, uh, when you get to the show, is that there is actually different areas. We built it for so the Eastern Ontario area, uh, Central Ontario and Southwestern, as well as a destination. And what that is, is that uh, the 613 area code that people are going to hop on right away into Eastern Ontario. They're going to check out all the local courses, local deals, um, you know, what we have to offer. What we want is eventually as the, the week goes on or you're coming back for different content is that you start to explore the other courses. And we know that people travel. Um, we get the feedback from our golf courses that a lot of people will come up to Ottawa, stay the weekend and play three different uh, courses. So same thing is that we travel as well and, and we play different golf courses in different parts of the uh, province. 
Um, so there's definitely different packages. There's a lot of stay and play packages. Um, the golf course owners were busy last year, but they know again this year they're going to be busy, but people aren't going to be traveling outside the province. Um, so they're putting their best foot forward, to be honest, and they're they're looking for um, you know our Eastern Ontario golfers that are going to travel or vice versa, the golfers down in other parts of Ontario. And that's with our advertising um, and how we've kind of promoted it is that we're trying to hit all parts of Ontario. Before the Ottawa show would just advertise to Ottawa area consumers. Uh, we're, we're literally hitting every consumer in Ontario. We're hoping every golfer in Ontario um, gets the uh, notice about this. Oh, it sounds amazing, Greg. So uh, before I let you go, just remind everybody again, how they get to the show, what the, the show dates are. Um, and uh, so everybody can jump on board and, and check it out. For sure. We're definitely on all the platform, social media platforms. So Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, definitely follow us on there. You can get all the details, but really the home base is ontariogolfexpo.ca. And that gets you all the information you're going to need for the show and how to get onto the floor plan where the, the meat and potatoes of the show is. And again, it's March 8th to 14th. Uh, so we're opening up at 12 a.m. on uh, March on the Monday. Um, you can hop in there and then you get access to the floor plan. But again, you can check it out now. There's some contests you can enter in advance, uh, some information about who's going to be at the show and uh, what's going on at the show. Sounds awesome, Greg. Uh, thanks again for coming on uh, the inaugural 613 Golfer podcast and being our first guest and filling everybody in uh, on what's going to be happening with this new Ontario Golf uh, Virtual Expo. Looking forward to it. It should be a very exciting week. Thanks again, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Hey, not a problem. That was Greg Chambers, Regional Director of the National Golf Course Owners Association and Show Director for the uh, Ontario Virtual Golf Expo. Um, thanks again, Greg, for coming on and, and being part of the show. Uh, it's it's very exciting to see how things have progressed with the uh, with the plans for the virtual golf expo. Um, I myself was a little skeptical at first because I'm you know I'm I'm old school when it comes to the golf expo. I was around in 1996 uh, for my very first show where I had a five by ten booths you know at the back and it, you know I had uh, um, a flagstick golf magazine flag attached to the top of a ball retriever and. You know, I remember, you know, going through all the shows, it was it was really about the people coming up and saying hi and picking up a copy of the magazine and talking to you about the magazine and showing their support and you telling them everything that's going on. It's just that that interaction. And I know that that's the same for a lot of the, um, the exhibitors and particularly the golf courses that exhibit at the show. It's an opportunity to showcase your facility, talk to people, um, extend some offers. Um, but I think that what Greg and the NGCOA have done is, is they've, they've taken the situation the way it is and said, the golf expo still needs to happen. And the only way we can do this is virtually. And if the only way we can do it is virtually, then let's make sure that the experience that people have when they come to the website or come to the show is, is as good as it can possibly be, um, you know, without them having to be able to walk in the front doors of a building. Um, and yeah, no parking, uh, no drive time. They can visit the show over and over and over and over again. And trust me, I've seen the floor plan. There is a ton of stuff for everybody to be able to do. So much like what we've done with the magazine and gone from a print product uh, to a digital product, we've had to add enhancements to the digital product to make it more enjoyable for people um, who are reading it online 
to have a decent experience. And that meant adding video, that meant adding photo galleries, that meant adding multiple links to different websites, whether it's ours or whether another one, um, just giving the, the magazine more of an interactive feel to it. And that's what the Virtual Golf Expo is gonna be all about, offering a, an interactive feel to something that is interactive in itself when you go there uh, and see people face-to-face. Uh, -face. So uh, good for them. I'm really excited about it. I think it's gonna be uh, an amazing show. It's gonna be an amazing week and I'm looking forward to seeing how it all, how it all plays out. So moving along, um, one of the things that uh, flags the golf magazine for 25 years has been very um, known for, especially around this region, the 613 region, uh, is uh, our equipment. Uh, reviews, whether it's product watch that we have feature in every single issue, but primarily since 1999, we've been doing an equipment guide. And that equipment guide has a ton uh, of product and it always has. Uh, we've adapted, changed it over the years, but it, it's, it's a guide to whatever the latest and greatest is, some unique things that maybe um, you haven't had an opportunity to see. And we've been doing that since 99. So I actually have a copy of uh, uh, the 1999 edition of Flagstick, uh, the 99 Equipment Guide. Um, in 2006, we changed from the Equipment Guide style to Hot Picks. And this was our first um, edition of Hot Picks. And we've been doing Hot Picks in the, uh, the first major edition of Flagstick every year since. So, and this year's no exception. Digital, yes, because last year, if you remember, we did have a print product because there was a golf show um, and, uh, and we produced a magazine. This year, Hot Picks is uh, a digital publication and um, um, it's gonna be a little bit different, but we're really excited about what you're gonna be able to see. And the man responsible for hot picks every year has always gone down to the PGA merchandise show in Orlando and, and talked to some golf uh, manufacturing people and gotten the, the, the tests in at the Orange County Convention Center on the range and really gotten a feel for what the products are all about. Uh, this year, that didn't happen. You know, everything was done uh, virtually. Uh, and uh, that's okay because a lot of this stuff is not the way it used to be at the at the PGA show where everything was revealed at the PGA show. That those days are gone. Things are revealed earlier, so we know what's happening, and Scott's aware of what's happening. Um, but Scott McLeod, the associate publisher of Flagstick Golf Magazine, has been the man responsible for producing or putting together um, all of these products in hot picks uh, every single year, and. And uh, being the inaugural podcast, 613 Golfer Podcast, Scott has uh, graciously uh, agreed to come on and talk a little uh, about the Hot Picks uh, 2020 edition with us. Uh, Scott, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you very much for being a part of it. Uh, and it's great to see you. Morning, Jeff. How are you? Well, I'm getting through it. Uh, <laughs> pretty excited about everything that's going on. Uh, Greg uh, Chambers was on just earlier and we talked about the golf expo, the virtual golf expo. And uh, um, I've been talking a little bit about uh, uh, equipment guides and hot picks and, and how, how that uh, has been a mainstay with Flagstick uh, for the last uh, 25 years. I said, albeit the first one didn't have that many products in it, but in, in 1999, um, you know, it was the first real edition of uh of flagstick that had the uh equipment guide in it 
And, um, and we kind of, I explained how we go a little bit over the top sometimes with the equipment <laughs> guy back in those days where we tried to jam as many, as uh, many equipment uh, options and products into it as possible, you know, upwards of, you know, 150 or more products. And I can remember the, the 30 to 50 words per product, the picture. And back in the day when we were bringing, bringing cases of, uh, brochures up from the pga show slides back in the day when we had to do slides <laughs> yeah exactly so uh so it's been 25 years uh and we're still going strong and we're about to get we're getting ready to produce uh you know uh, our digital edition uh coming out april 15th and of course the digital edition the first real full edition of the magazine for the year will feature hot picks um so why don't you tell everybody a little bit about uh about hot picks this year and what uh, what they can expect to see yeah it's a little bit different this year um usually we collect a lot of information at the pga merchandise show which of course was virtual this year uh held annually down at uh in orlando florida it's a great opportunity that week to go and test a lot of products and uh, unfortunately it's sometimes a little bit overwhelming uh during those weeks as well because you are trying to test everything during that week so in place of that we've actually started testing products last fall believe it or not uh, i would say some of the products that are included in the guide this year uh the first ones probably hit last september so it's been a while yeah really working on it and uh i, I think you know, equipment is always an exciting thing for uh, for listeners, for readers, for consumers. Uh, all the golfers obviously love to get new equipment in their hands. Uh, it represents hope more than anything. <laughs> I, I think I, I always say that you don't buy golf equipment, you buy hope. Uh, and, you know, and that's perfectly fine. I mean, that's part of what we love about the game. You and I are exactly the same. I mean, you know, you get new equipment, you try it out. There's always the potential that, you know, you're going to you're going to play better with it. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter what you do as far as. Uh, fitting and things like that obviously more important uh, how you swing it more important but uh, we we know that the engineers and designers work hard every year to make products better and uh, I, I think people will see that again this year you know people first off should understand they don't have to go out and buy all the latest equipment right away um, <laughs> you know it's not necessarily going to make a huge difference if you bought the you know the driver last year uh, versus this year you're not going to see a huge gains uh, in in that type of things but um, I think for most people they've got a reasonable product cycle now and they also understand uh, golf equipment now is an investment it's not uh, it's not necessarily cheap uh, so I think what people will see uh, overall uh, we'll see an emphasis again on fitting. Uh, we'll see a, an emphasis on a couple different categories. Always seem to be exciting every year. Uh, drivers, and I'll get into that in more detail as we talk here. Uh, drivers seem to be a big category this year. Uh, we're seeing some innovations in things like customization. A lot of companies now are offering customized options uh, for their, you know, drivers, for example, wedges. Uh, we're seeing more and more of that, which, you know, if people are going to invest in a product and they're going to have it in their bag for three or four years, they want it to reflect their personality. Uh, so I think that's a nice option for the manufacturers as well. That's awesome. Now, are we going to see, Scott, um, obviously simulators is a big thing now. Yes, um, very much. Launch monitors have been a big thing. We see it everywhere now. And, and you're starting to see more and more. I mean, I know um, more and more companies are coming up with, uh, um, you know, Consumer the, personal, the personal yeah. launch monitors. Now, are we going to see more, more of that uh, this year? And are we going to feature some of that in, in Hot Picks? 
Yeah, we'll have a few of those in there. There are some products that are in the pipeline that unfortunately uh, were delayed. There was some promises of them coming out at the PGA show, but uh, one for an example from Full Swing uh, Golf, it, it is delayed a little bit as far as it coming out. But you know, we saw last year uh, the Mevo Plus, which is about two thousand US. Uh, SkyTrack has been a consistent, uh, you know, product for a few years now. But it wouldn't be in this hot fix, but it's consistently it's out there as well. Again, something around the two thousand dollar range. You know, heading all the way up to obviously, you know, TrackMan and you know, uh, Foresight GC Quad, sort of the top of the market. But they're not really for consumers. Um, they have a few too many parameters for most people. They're a little bit more elaborate. They're really for commercial settings, golf pros, uh, fitting centers. But I, I think you're right. What what's happening now is that especially given, you know, the pandemic and a lot of people wanting to create their own practice centers indoors, uh, we're seeing them setting up uh, more nets, more mats, um, you know, just other indoor setups, including simulators. So like, like you mentioned, uh, we're seeing lower priced uh, models coming out that do have golf simulator capabilities. Now it's still Still not going to be super cheap uh, to put a <laughs> put to put something together, um, but you know for some people it's a reasonable investment given the fact that they might be at home and more they're looking for more entertainment at home and you know they love golf so they want to invest in that for entertainment with themselves and and their family. That's awesome. Now, um, obviously, we don't want to give away the farm here. Uh, hot picks is hot picks is a is a big deal to us. It's a big deal to you. It takes an awful lot of work. Um, but uh, I'm sure that the, that the listeners of this podcast and the viewers of this podcast would love to maybe get a little sampling of what they might see uh, in, uh, in this 2021 Hot Picks edition. Yeah, I think what we're going to see is uh, a real focus again. You know, we, we, we talked about drivers, um, a little bit more of an explanation of why some of the uh, new drivers might be interesting for, for golfers. Uh, I would say right now that, you know, there's very few poor products on the market in the, uh, you know, in the high-end driver range. But what you'll find is that, you know, there's a lot of options even within each company about suitability as far as fit is concerned. So you see more emphasis on that fitting, which, you know, is something we have emphasis for quite or emphasized for quite some time. Uh, I think you're going to see a few more um, uh, GPS laser uh, range finders. Obviously, you know, the, the uh, US, I'm sorry, not the USGA, the PGA of America is actually going to be allowing uh, the use of range finders in, in their championships. Um, but we're also seeing price points come down in that technology as well. Um, certainly you can go high up in, in ranges of products, but I think people will find that there's some lower priced options, especially in items like range finders, which, you know, more and more golfers basically don't even think about uh, not having in their bag. So that's something people can look for, for sure. Awesome. Now, any specific product that excites you, Scott, this year? Or I know we have, we can't be, we can't be too specific. Um, well, we can be specific, but we can't, you yeah. know, there's lots of products out there. We got a lot of friends in the industry, but is there anything that you've seen that kind of like, oh, that's, that's something that I think people are going to let want to see? Yeah, I, I, I think in that aspect, I think there's, it's not so much of a bias anymore, because even, you know, even naming a product is one thing, but understanding that there are a lot of models. So, um, you know, within a company, I'll, I'll use a couple of examples. So let's use Titleist and their TSI drivers. They have a one, a two, a three, and a four, as far as different models and how they fit different players. Uh, I would say one of the things that we're going to say that I'm excited about, maybe, 
maybe. Um, hmm, let's let's say iron category. Iron's are really strong this year, and I, I'll hesitate again to name a specific one, but uh, I would say that uh, you know you're going to see some stuff from some not usual brands. So uh, brands like you know Zrixon, for an example, which you know for a lot of people it it wasn't a mainstream uh, set of irons or golf clubs for them. Uh, you know they didn't really you know take that as a mainstream they always think of the tailor-made titleist pings and all sorts of uh, yeah. things like that um, but we're seeing brands like that coming forward and, and increasing in popularity uh, brands like mizuno are, have made some strong products uh, their new driver is basically a uh, you know it's it's an evolution of a three-year sort of cycle for them where they've kind of pushed forward pushed forward and pushed forward and uh, i think ping has done that same thing as well with their uh, g425 line in their driver they, you know it's an evolution of the four and the 410 and takes some of the best characteristics of those two products and then jumps into it. And then the other one too, uh, the Sim 2, the driver um, from TaylorMade, really interesting construction process. I mean, they did a lot of work with the shape last year in the original uh, Sim, the shape in motion, but they totally created a different way that they structure their golf club now with this forged aluminum ring around the backside uh and their fairway wood that they have there is an absolute monster so uh you know <laughs> there's 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 some really cool stuff and i mean really um frankly it's a great time to be a golfer it, it, it really is there's you know almost too many choices really exactly um okay so we talked a little bit about hot picks now before i let you go um i just wanted to kind of get into setting up some of our future discussions and uh and what they might entail obviously uh you're out there um joe's out there joe mclean yeah those that don't know joe joe mclean is scott's right hand man out in the uh flagstick the, joe the editorial boot yeah he's uh, at flagstick joe um uh what types of things uh you know out in the uh you know on the golf courses out in the scene are we gonna see this year yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, there's a, a return to a little bit more play. Last year, at the start of the year, we didn't see, obviously, tournaments happening right away. But, you know, we're going to see more provincial tournaments this year. So we'll be able to provide some more coverage on that in person. Uh, I've been told that there's going to be some allowances for media, for an example, at Golf Ontario events. So we'll be working hard to try to get out and cover <laughs> and cover some more events that way. Uh, the other stuff is just, um, you know, there's just a lot of interesting stories that we've been unearthing uh, over the over the winter time and you know be it uh the fact that you know we've got the hundred year uh sort of evolution of competitive golf in the ottawa region uh since 1921 when the first you know district golf association was formed as far as part of golf quebec uh joe's working on a big uh anniversary story for that uh we've got some neat other stories even um about golf courses too that uh are doing some things differently especially given uh the times the way they are and things that are happening trying to be more diversified and and adding a lot of different services so we're, you'll see that angle in a few stories this year at a number of different clubs where golf courses are really uh, taking on different revenue streams than just the traditional golf stuff, uh, which I think is important uh, overall. And, and of course, you know, the flagstick open uh, is obviously <laughs> gaining traction, uh, get, you know, getting emails from all over the place, get uh, uh, golfers coming down from Northern Ontario. And, and again, you know, that tournament scene, people are eager to play golf tournaments again, uh, you know, more than ever. And I think that's going to be an interesting aspect, that competitive golf as well. Awesome. Now, of course, people are going to see this year being the 25th anniversary of Flagstick Golf Magazine. People are going to see 
within the editorials, within the pages of the, of the digital magazine, um, they're going to see a little bit of that pullback to, to some of our, our roots, some of our history. Um, you know, not going to do this some, you know, look back at uh, all 25 <laughs> years because that would just literally take forever and nobody yep. would sit in front of their computer and read that digital edition. But uh, we are going to kind of dive back into some of those uh, historic moments and 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 bring people from 1996 forward to 2021 to see, you know, where we started and what's happened along the way that's kind of significant. Yeah, it's it's touching on those little nuggets of information that's, you know, some sometimes people sort of forget about and, you know, they're significant as far as the the golf scene is concerned. And sometimes we forget. We forget that, you know, golfers that are prominent now, you know, were an amateur or a junior back then and were winning particular tournaments, uh, um, different things happening at a club level. Um, just, you know, different anniversaries, people that, you know, shaped golf in their region. And, you know, it's always good to reflect on that and to see kind of where we came from. And, you know, we're fortunate, as you've mentioned, you know, we've been around for a quarter century. So, you know, we've seen a fair bit of what's happened in, in golf in the region. And uh, I think it's good for us too, to, to have a little bit of a refresher and to go back and remember some of those moments because, because <laughs> we forget them as well. And, and we also forget, uh, you know, when they actually happen sometimes. <laughs> no um, question about that. Yeah, I mean, thousands and thousands of stories later, you sort of sometimes forget that, uh, you know, there was a certain occurrence or a certain player came through. And I mean, Joe and I were talking about the other day, we started uh, chatting about, um, you know, players that had won LPGA events or PGA Tour events and things that came from this region. And we ended up discovering a player that we had written about in 2000 that won an LPGA event back in the 60s that we sort of forgot about so you know those are again those are part of the reflections that you'll see uh in upcoming this year in uh, the pages of flagstick in the digital version and also on flagstick.com cool well it is it is why we do what we do right so all right scott well thanks bud for coming on and uh, being a part of the inaugural podcast um and uh good luck with uh, the rest of your day and i'm sure we'll be talking to you very soon I'm sure we will be. Uh, thanks for having me on. Looking forward to uh, many future uh, appearances. That was Scott McLeod, uh, the associate publisher of Flagstick uh, Golf Magazine and uh, my very good friend. Uh, like I said before, Scott's been with me working on this, um, this magazine uh, since uh, 1996. So for all 25 years and, and oddly, we've still been friends after 25 years and not without our share of disagreements along the way, but that's that's to be expected. Um, now, Scott alluded to the fact that uh, one of the things that uh, you know going on this year once again is the Flagstick Open, and and uh, I wanted to just touch on that a little bit uh, uh, in this episode because it is coming up. Um, the Flagstick Open is is one of the premier amateur golf events, um, you know, in the and it's become one of the premier amateur golf events in the in the province. Um, the field is extremely strong. Um, it is a flighted uh, or division uh, split tournament. Uh, there's four divisions, A, B, C, and D. Um, and uh, last year, the tournament for the first time sold out, uh, and we had a waiting list of somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 or 50 people. Uh, to participate. Now, there's a number of reasons why the tournament is as popular as it is. One of the reasons is, is you know, pat ourselves on the back a little bit, but it, it's how it's run. Um, it's it's what's involved. It's very professionally run, um, right down to the, you know, the official starter on the first tee announcing the players, the custom tee markers, the flags, the pin sheets, um, 
you know, the scoring areas, the fact that we have four um, level four rules officials on the golf course helping, um, you know, move people along and, and, and keep them, keep them honest, if you will, but all our golfers are honest, but, you know, if they have questions, there's answers for them out there by people who know those answers. Uh, the registration gift has always been exceptional, and that that is mainly due to uh, our partnership with TaylorMade Canada and Adidas uh, Golf Canada, who have helped provide as our sponsors, our main sponsor, help provide us uh, with the items that that you know make people want to come back. It's a it's an exceptional registration gift. It's exceptional prize table. Um, it's hosted by, by Equinel Golf Club in Kempville, and Equinel, anybody knows, is is one of the premier golf courses in the region, if not in the province. Um, exceptional conditions. Uh, Chris Follett does an amazing job, and his whole crew, they're doing an amazing job making sure that golf course is pristine all season, but specifically for that event. Now, this year, we are back to our original May date, uh, 22nd, 23rd. Uh, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, it's a two-day event. Uh, we're back to the original date. Um, we've done some modifications to the tees this year to kind of make it a little, uh, a little bit more challenging for those in sea flight, um, and uh, and uh, you know so that we don't have C's and D's playing way up off the forward tees. We bring the C's back. We have sort of a hybrid setup for them this year, and uh, I think that that'll uh, bring the level of competition within the sea flight uh, um, a little tighter. And obviously our A and B flight could be just an A flight, really. I mean, the way the way that that flight is divided up, we have, you know, players participating in it or plus four, plus five handicaps or indexes. Um, it, it's just a very strong field uh, every year. And we're really excited um, to get it going in this year. It's right now we're at about 75 to 80 percent capacity. Um, and we're first of March, March the 2nd. Um, and uh, um, we're, we're at, uh, we're at 75 to 80% capacity, which is exceptional. Um, we're expecting to have a field of hopefully a field of uh, around 140 this year. Uh, last year we're at 120. Um, you know, if we have a waiting list, we have a waiting list. I hope we don't because I'd like to make sure that everybody gets in, but, uh, unfortunately with a tournament like this, everybody wants in. So that makes it uh, a lot more difficult, um, uh, to fit everybody in. Well, um, I want to, uh, I'd like to thank uh, Greg Chambers uh, and uh, Scott McLeod for being our, uh, our first guests uh, on this show. Um, next week, uh, we hope to have more great interviews revolving around golf in the 613, maybe a little bit of early season golf instruction. Uh, who knows what other surprises might come up. So thanks again to our guests, Scott and Greg. Thanks to our listeners. Um, I want to remind you to visit flagstick.com. You'll be able to, uh, to watch this podcast, listen to this podcast. You'll be able to check out any great stuff that we might have uh, on flagstick.com. I want to encourage you to subscribe to the audio version of this podcast at Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And remember, when you watch us on YouTube, to subscribe, click like, and make sure you get every episode by clicking the little notification bell and you'll make sure that you'll get every single episode. So thanks again for spending some time with me on 613 Golfer Podcast. We will talk soon. And always remember, go for the stick.